here. Yes, I've managed to get everything working again. And ugh, what can I say? It's, it's just been one of those... Well, it's been a couple of months. It's been actually longer than that. Um, it's probably been around 10 weeks, something like that, since the last podcast. Not very good. December wasn't particularly brilliant, though. We had one or two um, family problems. Uh, sadly, my grand died. Uh, so, as you can imagine, you know, things get shoved away to one side. And then when I tried to record the podcast in January, it was going fabulously. And then all of a sudden, the sound card just died. That was it. It just stopped working. So, I had to go out and buy a new one. Uh, which uh, didn't cost me that much, but it has uh, enthused me to uh, to sort out the podcasting kit once and for all. So I'm going to be cutting one or two bits and pieces over the coming weeks to, to make it a lot easier for myself to record these little podgrams. Um, it is a matter of uh, using the laptop. At the moment, I record these onto a desktop. Um, which isn't too bad, but it means I've got to set everything up. It'd be far better if I had something, you know, that if I've got a bit of spare time, it takes me, you know, five minutes, not even that possibly, to uh, set the kid up, record it, and then it's in the can, whereas it takes me about 15 or 20 minutes to set everything up to make sure that everything's working and uh, there's all sorts of different things. So that's one of the things that I want to try and do for this year is to sort out the kit. I'm actually doing some audio recordings um, as part of a community project which is the other reason why I want to try and get a bit more kit. Um, it's an interesting idea that uh, is being developed by the people who run the village website. One of them is me. And as well as photography archive and things like that, we want a sound archive of stories that people know about living in the village that I uh, live in, in North Yorkshire. It's, it, it's potentially going to be a fantastic archive, historical archive, because of course a lot of these people are getting to um, an age where, you know, they're, they're no longer young and uh, we need to capture these stories while we can. We've already lost quite a few members of the community who knew an awful lot about the village and would have been great it would have been great to hear their stories anyway news from the past ooh, 10 weeks ooh, eek. well first of all the website changed the website has been completely redesigned uh, and the main reason for that was well I can't really remember whether I actually mentioned this in the previous podcast I probably did um, but I, I wanted to change the website because the, the design wasn't working particularly very well. And I managed to get that done at the end of November, beginning of December. The website was offline. It was in maintenance mode for about three days. And then I, I managed to get all of the pages built up and do what I wanted to do. It works a lot better. It seems as though it's working a lot better with the search engines. Uh, there's a new gallery system as well. The WordPress plugin that I was using wasn't being updated at all. So I decided to get rid of that and go over to Slideshow Pro Director. There is a review of that on the blog if you want to check that out. 
also have a look at the portfolios and you'll be able to see exactly what Slideshow Pro Direct is about. Great piece of software. Um, yeah, it, it's been quite busy getting getting things done really on the website that have needed doing for quite some time and really it was having the tools one of them was the the galleries the galleries are, are the best they've ever been which has been uh, a relief really because uh, a photographer's gallery on his website is, is the most critical thing really you can't really have a photographer who doesn't show his work um, it's amazing how many websites are actually out there where the work isn't particularly at the forefront of the site, which I always think it is. And I always remember someone saying about, you know, if you're a photographer, a professional photographer, and you have a business card, you should at least have a photograph that you've taken on your business card. After all, you know, that's what you do. So I decided a couple of years ago to change my business cards over and uh, include an image. And quite honestly, I agree with them. It it does look a lot better. Just choose your favourite picture and just add it to your business card, and it's uh, it just gives an indication of what sort of work you take, what sort of photographer you are. In fact, you could probably include two or three if you can fit them on. Right. Uh, what else has been happening? Well, apart from me not recording this podcast. Uh, one of the other things that I've decided to include on the website in the podcast uh, area and the podcast page is a podcast news update bit. What's that about? Well, really, it's exactly what it says. If there's any problems or anything like that with the podcast, I will give an estimated time of arrival for when the podcast is going to come out. I know it should come out on a regular basis, and hopefully the changes that I'll make will make that happen, but... Uh, as it is, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just include news updates on uh, that update area and you will be able to see exactly what's happening uh, with the podcast. Right, well, let's go over to uh, a couple of news items. Well, the first one was to do with um, the Nikon D4 being released. And it was also the same week. This was uh, This was last month. Um, there was also Kodak going into administration, uh, filing for bankruptcy. Now both stories were really related uh, in the way that, at least from my perspective, um, it sh goes to show how the photography industry uh, is such a fast-moving industry. Um, a few years ago Nikon were seen to be behind their competitors Canon when it came to digital cameras. Um, a lot of people used to say that Canon were, were better than Nikon. In recent years, Nikon have managed to catch up and in some cases surpass uh, what Canon are doing. They're certainly equalised, if you're going to be fair. I know it depends a lot on where your loyalties lie. I'm a Nikon man, but quite honestly, you know, Canon cameras are quite nice. Um, and it's a case of you just have to use what you want to use, isn't it? Um, but anyway, the N Nikon camera came out, the D4, very nice, expensive camera, it's about $6,000, which over here I think is going to be about £5,500, something like that. And Nikon have managed to turn it, uh, turn their business around and they've managed to sort themselves out. Kodak 
on the other hand, didn't. Considering, you know, that they were developing uh, some of the early digital sensors and things, they seemed as though they got themselves into a bit of a mess. They were maybe too large, maybe they were too slow to adapt. One interesting aspect that did come out, I actually included this in the original podcast that I was recording uh, when I had my sound card failure, but one thing that did come out after um, I'd finished recording that and uh, the the problems uh, occurred was was that Kodak actually admitted that their film division is profitable. So there is hope that Kodak Film and the developers and various other different things will be sticking around for some time. If it's a, a profitable side of the business, then obviously it's going to be worth keeping. Um, a lot of people are saying, you know, that film's dying out. In fact, a lot of the press, when they saw that Kodak were filing for bankruptcy, were basically sounding the, the bell for the death of film, and that's certainly not the case. Film is still very popular. There's loads of people into lomography uh, and other film photography using weird and wacky plastic cameras, and... Uh, I think as long as that continues, uh, and as long as there are photographers out there who will want to shoot on film, one of the things I want to try and get this year is a 5.4 camera. And uh, I think as long as there are people out there that want to use film, and I would certainly recommend that any photographer does use film, it's you know, a different side, the same coin. You know, digital's great, film is great. It's two different... Um, experiences when it comes to taking pictures one's instant the other one you have to have a bit of patience about and you only get in some cases just one shot at it if you're using a, a 5.4 camera but of course if, you know if you're using 35mm film you've only got 36 shots so it does teach you to be economical with the way that you take pictures which is something that even though it isn't that important in digital photography. I still think it's a valuable lesson to uh, to learn, to uh, not go mad when you're shooting stuff. So hopefully Kodak will remain a name in uh, film photography and you'll still be able to get Tri-X and you'll still be able to get T-Max. Um, I don't use the films, but I do use the developer. I do use the T-Max developer, so I've, I've sort of got a bit of a uh, vested interest in seeing... Kodak continue. We will have to see what happens. On to the photography links. Before I start mentioning the links I'm going to link to, um, I'll just add that if you are interested in things that are going on on Twitter with uh, what the photography companies are tweeting about, what photographers are tweeting about, there is a way of doing it without going and having a look at Twitter. There's a daily um, online newspaper that I produce called the Photography Daily News. It's available on my website. Um, if you go to the news section at richardflintphoto.com, you will find uh, in the drop-down menu Photo Daily News. And if you click on that, you will go there and you will find the most recent edition. It comes out daily at 5 o'clock uh, Greenwich Mean Time. It's very good. I have to say so myself. It's a bit of a surprise. I set it up just to sort of catch up on the Twitter 
um, Twitter in that I don't manage to see. I mean, of course, you've got to sleep. You've got to uh, go away from the screen. And it's just a, a sort of a net to catch all of the best bits. And it does have some real gems on it uh, most days. So check that out. Also remember that there is uh, loads of links on the web links page at richardflintphoto.com as well. And there's also recent photography links via Twitter that I put on every day. So there's loads of photography out there and I just see a fraction of it. But usually it's really, really good stuff that I link to. Um, there's lots of dross out there, but... Um, Anyway, we'll get on to the first link. I'm just grabbing my laptop here. Now, the first one I've chosen is from the excellent New York Times Lens um, Photojournalism Video and Visual Journalism Blog. Um, actually, it's a photography video and visual journalism blog, but, you know, photojournalism is close enough. This is um, Bharat Chowdhury. Now, he's... Um, decided to take a look at the Muslim community. Um, I think it's in the United Kingdom. Yes, it is East East London. Um, yeah, but it's 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 all over actually. It's in uh, the United States as well. And he's just studying and sort of uh, showing, you know, Muslim life really. The images are absolutely superb. A real, real impressive piece of work, I must admit. It's um, it's something that I, I certainly enjoyed looking at. Sometimes, you know, these, uh, these galleries, you know, can get a bit repetitive the way that things are shot. But this... Uh, but Bharat Chowdhury has definitely got a, uh, a nice visual style. So I would recommend you have a look at that. That's at the New York Times website. The next one, which I'm just going down to, is completely different. This is Portraits from the Sundance Film Festival. I usually link to these each year on Twitter because I think they're actually quite a good... Um, well, they're quite a good series of portraits, to be brutally honest. Um, usually we see these stars... Um, well, I say stars, but often they're not, you know, what they're not really sort of like A-list. They're, um, you know, what I would define as character actors to a certain extent, or actors who just so happen to be in a film at Sundance that's doing well. I mean, a lot of them are what you would not call household names. There are a few, but there'll be a few actors that you'll go, oh yeah, I remember that guy in something, or I remember her in uh, in something. And they're a real nice set of studio pictures. So I recommend you have a look at that. They're, they're over at the Telegraph, uh, and they're portraits by Larry Bushaka and Victoria Will. Great series of pictures. The next one, this is, I don't know whether I've actually linked to this before, I might have done, but I'm, I'm going to link to it again. This was uh, linked to on Twitter by a photographer, um, and this is uh, Darkness Visible Afghanistan, and this 
is by, I can't remember the name of the photographer, oh yes, Seamus Murphy. I'm sure I have actually linked to it before, but I'm going to link to it again anyway, because it is a great piece of multimedia. Um, and quite honestly, I think this is the direction that photojournalism is going in. Um, it's a great way of telling a story, and that's really all that photojournalism is about about telling a story and engaging with an audience and I can't think of any better way of doing it than using multimedia. It's only five five minutes long but it's really really worth a look. He is a great photographer and it's great the way that he's put this multimedia piece together. The next one. Ooh. Ah, now this one's quite interesting. I came across this on Tumblr which Reminds me of a piece of news I didn't actually mention at the beginning of the show, but I'll mention it when I finish the links. This is tourist self-portraits. Um, and this is quite unusual. The images are quite unusual as well. Um, basically, the photographer... I'm trying to look for his name. I can't find it. <laughs> That's the only problem you see with recording these. Oh yes, he's <coughs> I'm not even going to attempt to try and pronounce, pronounce that in French. Benoit is his first name, I believe. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anyway, what a photographer's gone and done is he's placed a um, camera on the beach with uh, a triggering device and then the, uh, the holiday maker, the, uh, the person, the tourist, goes and triggers the camera himself, takes his own picture. So, uh, you know, technically, you know, is there a photographer involved? You know, there's, there's several photographers. The results are quite interesting. In fact, I wouldn't actually say that they're always complementary, the photos, to the, the way that the people are uh, dressed in them, for instance. You know, there's, uh, there's something about being on holiday that makes you a bit of a fashion disaster. But they are a fascinating look at the way that people photograph themselves. Um, I mean, there's one guy, you know, who's got shorts and a bottle of beer in his hand. And there's another lady who's got... Uh, actually, she looks quite short, but um, she's not actually looking directly into the camera, which is interesting. She's looking to the side, so whether someone was giving her advice. Or is she looking into the camera? It's a bit difficult to tell, actually, without blowing that up. But anyway, have a look at them yourself. They're a fantastic set of images. They're, they're quite stark, in a way. They're quite... Um, there's nothing in there apart from the, the, the sand and the sea and the sitter. So there's nothing really to detract from, from the person because it, it's quite a plain background and foreground which I thought was was quite a, a clever idea but like I say I don't know whether they're particularly flattering to the people who are sitting in them and the next one the next link roller skating rings photographed using a 20 by 24 Polaroid camera Polaroid again you see um, my argument going back to the film thing a bit earlier is is if if Polaroid can still make an income and still make a profit uh, whether it be Impossible or the Impossible Project of course who um, decided to 
relaunch a whole lot of um, Polaroid film. Uh, their own brand, but you know they they seem as though they're they're doing rather well. But uh, Jennifer Trouch is a New York-based photographer whose day job is operating the legendary 20 by 24 Polaroid camera at the Polaroid studio in Lower Manhattan. And she's gone along to a roller skating ring and photographed the people who work there using this fantastic camera and the people who visit there. And uh, there's something rather... Um, I don't know, there's something rather seventies about them. I suppose there's something always gonna be something seventies about the roller roller skating parts. After all it was a bit of a seventies craze, wasn't it? But the uh the quality of the images is, is outstanding. It can't be easy taking a photograph using a camera of that size. But the portraits are absolutely superb. So I would certainly recommend that you have a look at those. If you are a regular listener to the podcast and you've had a look at the uh, the links list, you might remember that there was a link a few podcasts ago to the South as seen through the lens of a 20 by 24 Polaroid camera. Well, those pictures were taken by Jennifer as well, Jennifer Trouch. I think that's how you say it. But anyway, have a look at those as well. If um, there are a few podcasts back, I will link them again. And finally, that bit of news that I was promising. I've decided to launch a Tumblr blog. It's called 50mm, and every day I post things that I find on Tumblr, or it might be a quote, or it might be a bit of audio, it might be a bit of video, it might even be one of my own photographs. Um, it can be found at richflintphoto.tumblr.com dot com and like I say I post there every day um, I found it a completely different experience from using other blogs like WordPress and Blogger it's quick and it sort of fits in between Twitter and the regular blog so it's it's nice and quick it's amazing how how much great stuff is actually on Tumblr so check that out have a look at that and I see the music coming up which means it's the end of the podcast so I will say goodbye and I will see you all next month, and I will make sure that the podcast is on time, I promise. For more information on these podcasts, go to richardflintphoto.com forward slash podcasts. And for details about the links mentioned in this podcast, go to darker-skies.com forward slash podcast.